。那个时候的首相，咱最近的新的系列的信息，耶稣就是答案。We'll continue sermon series. Jesus is the answer. 第一周的二十六到三十一节。Today we'll be looking at First Corinthians chapter one, verses twenty-six to thirty-one. The calling of the cross. 顶礼拜咱受伤第一周第十八到二十五节。Previously we've talked about chapter one, verses eighteen to twenty-five. Talk about the truth of the cross. 伊个重点是讲讲上帝智慧甲人个智慧无相。It, we talk about the difference between God's wisdom and man's wisdom. And this morning we'll be looking at verses 26 to 31. And we focus on the differences between God's choice and man's choice. Shall we look at verse 26? Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many were of noble birth. In today's explanation, believers in our midst. We don't have too many wealthy people. Those with influence and with political power, they are not much. People who have great knowledge, they are few. Uh, we're not saying uh, we do not have, but we don't have much. And if we explain this directly, a big company CEO, we don't have much. In the same way, we don't have senators in our church. Nor congressmen. And not many uh, Supreme Court justices in our church. Or movie stars. Why are we uh, explaining in this manner? Because there's a very unique phenomena in today's world. This And it's called the celebrity effect. We intentionally invite celebrities to provide commercials or endorse products resulting to responses, and this is called the celebrity effect. In reality, we could see the result or the effect of such personality. An experiment was conducted by psychiatrists in the, in the States. Uh, he invited a, a person to talk to his students. But before the speaker appeared on the stage, uh, by the introduction, today we will have a very extraordinary person. He's a very well-known scientist. And he invented a very a special chemical product. And we'll invite him to explain for us. After the uh, scientist appeared on stage, so he started to introduce this product. He 
He explained that uh, this product that I'm having would have a very unique smell. But it will have no side effect, no negative effect to humans. Uh, it's here to test one sensory uh, power. When the product was presented, it's one product. And after opening the bottle, after a minute, a minute later, he asked the participants, who among you uh, experienced the smell? Initially, one person raised his hand, and then followed by others, everyone raised their hands. Then he began to explain. In reality, what I'm holding is just an ordinary bottle. There's no smell at all. Why is it that there are people who raise their hands? And because the person was the one who endorsed this product. Before the scientist appeared on stage, he was introduced as someone with great knowledge and with a very good invention. It's called the celebrity effect. Whatever this person would endorse, uh, participants tend to believe. Whatever products that you'll see him holding, using, endorsing, people will think that it's a good product even to the extent of the church. And in the church, we uh, tend to see such phenomenon. Uh, some, some churches would like to invite well-known personalities to share his or her testimony. People of high profile and well-known personalities. We are not against them sharing their testimony. We hope that by through these people, through these personalities, more would come to know Christ. But uh, uh, allow me to to share with you something very important. Anyone who come to know Christ will not increase a single bit the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone who would believe in the Lord Jesus will also not increase the glory of the church. Because God saved each one of us. Whether you or me. Even to the extent of the leader of the nation. Please pay attention. How much blood our Lord Jesus shed for to save you is the same amount of blood to save me. In the eyes of God, each one of us are, uh, is considered precious and we Because we possess the image and the soul of God in us. Please remember, any well-known personalities who come to know Christ will not increase a single bit the glory of the church nor the glory of Jesus Christ. Maybe you, in your heart you may not agree fully. You may say, Pastor, it's Come to think of it. Imagine if the church would have so many influential, well-known personalities who come to know Christ. Oh, God, 
influence power. Then don't you think that the church will possess uh, exceptional influential power? May I say it again? We sincerely hope that many people would come to know Christ and receive his salvation. But these personalities or this type of salvation will not increase Furthermore, glory of God. The leader of our church is our Lord Jesus Christ and not anyone else. And in reality, let us know it's more difficult for these influential people, those who have power, position, or titles. Because they tend to believe that there's no need for them to accept Christ. Because they think a person like me, if you talk about power, I have the power. If you talk about position, I have. Why should I come to know Christ? And history will tell us. Those who oppose the church greatest are those with greater power. May God help us. The church will never play favorite to any person. Anyone who enters the church, you'll all have the same status and personality. Because in the eyes of God, you and I are children of God. Even in our midst, should there be position, should there be a people of position or personalities? Please uh, uh, do not bring your position or your titles inside the church. Definitely, we respect people like this. But we will have no special treatment for Because in the eyes of God, each one of us are worthy of God saving and His salvation. Whether you're a person of wisdom or not. Physically strong or weak. Before God's eyes, you and I are both sinners. All of us needed His salvation. Let's look at how the Bible explains this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 to 29, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. If you pay attention to the last sentence, so that no one may boast before him. It turned out that God selected or chose certain people with a certain objective. Because no one can stand before him and boast. Because if you know that those who have wisdom, those who have power, it's easier for such people to be arrogant and proud because they may have the requirement or the basis for their arrogance. Imagine. Just imagine. If you don't have money, if you don't have power, if you don't have any authority, and neither do you have good appearance or wisdom, 
，啊你你叫什么一个 ？What will you be proud of？ 所以叫人都有叫人的本质啦。And typically those who are proud may have the reason to be proud。有人讲一句。Somebody said。有钱人讲话较大声。Uh, the rich people would tend to speak louder. It's not totally incorrect. Because they have money. And they expect others to follow and listen to them. However, God said, No one can be proud before God. Our uh, presider, Elder Alex, had read to us this passage. Jeremiah chapter 9, 23 to 24. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this. That they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, and for in this I delight, declares the Lord. Those that are wise would tend to boast about their wisdom. Physically stronger people would tend to show off their power. In the same way, those who are wealthy will boast about their riches. But the Bible said, We need to know God and who He is before we boast. Before we come before God. We come before him not because of name or position or wealth. And please wait. Pastor, what's the reason what, that we should believe in the Lord Jesus if we don't have money nor health nor anything? We live in a very realistic world. People don't want to believe in the Lord Jesus because of this reason. If I believe in your Jesus, what can I get? Will I receive more money? Will I receive a better health? When I was still a child, I believe in the Lord. My father immediately responded by saying, Will believing in Jesus provide you food on the table? Immediately, he talks about food on the table. It's a very realistic issue. So if I ask you, what will you get by receiving in If you will not receive wealth, wisdom, physical health, or anything, why do you believe in the Lord Jesus? Let's read verse 30. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. There's a slight difference between the English and Chinese translation. In this particular verse, the English translation is more accurate than the Chinese one. Because if you read the Chinese translation, it seems that 
Jesus Christ became four things for us. Jesus became our righteousness, our holiness, our wisdom, and our redemption. But in the original text, it is not so. The original text specifically said that Lord Jesus Christ is our wisdom. What is wisdom? Our Lord Jesus became our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. And this is the call of the cross. God calls us to, for Christ to be our righteousness, our holiness, and redemption. God never promised that after you believe in Lord Jesus, you shall receive wealth, wisdom, or others. Whenever we share the gospel, please do not give any false promise. If you believe in Lord Jesus, then you'll definitely, your illness will get well. If you don't have money, just believe in the Lord Jesus, then money will come. That is what you say. This is not what God said. So what God said? Christ will be our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. Righteousness, holiness, and redemption. These are things that money will never buy. And that kind of wisdom is something that you'll never receive. All these things can never be achieved by one's authority and power. Let me explain. Number one, the first point, Christ is our righteousness. You may translate this as a righteousness or it may mean justification. In the original text, it connotes meeting a certain standard. Christ is our righteousness. Because Lord Jesus Christ satisfied and accomplished the requirement for righteousness before God. In that way, Christ's righteousness became our righteousness. And as we stand before God, we are righteous people before Him. There are two terms that we need to understand. Justification by works and justification by faith. What do we mean by justification by faith? If you believe, it means that you accept and you acknowledge and you receive. You believe what Christ has done for you. And you are willing to accept what Christ has done in your life. In that way, the righteousness of Christ will become your righteousness. Justification is a legal term. When you are in the, in the court, if the judge pronounces you as without guilt, it is justification. Positionally, you are called righteous person. And you are reconciled with God. And relationships are restored 
to the normal and natural way. Justification by faith. However, in Chinese, it seems that we don't have such kind of uh, thinking or concept. Uh, Chinese may not have this justification by faith concept. But we have the justification by works. Most Chinese tend to believe that by doing good works, by performing good deeds, then you are called righteous. Confucianism thinking said, said this. Self-cultivation, family management, and state governance. This concept is very good. Everything would emanate or begin with oneself. If a person can control his or himself and he be a good person, this is a good foundation. It will lay the good foundation. When a person is good, this person will be able to govern or manage his or her family. That your family, your children, your descendant will be good. If your family is in order, then you have the right to govern this country. If you can lead one country, it will bring peace to everyone. The world will have peace. This concept is not wrong. Even the Bible would say this. People, uh, the Bible would have requirement for people who are called elders. A very unique and special requirement. You have to manage your own household. If your household is not in order, then you have no right to govern and to manage God's family. When CBCP would choose its elders, Reverend Chung pays special attention to their families. How this person would treat his wife, his children. The testimony of this elder's children outside. If such elder would have children outside misbehaving, we don't think that he'll have uh, the right to govern or to manage God's household. That's why in Chinese concept is not totally wrong. But do you know where the problem lies? It's because uh, the uh, human being put himself as the center. This self-centered philosophy would depend on one's strength and effort to receive his salvation. But may I ask, where does one receive his power? It means that though the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, we will never attain or achieve. God's standard is simply too high for us. In Math, Gospel of Matthew chapter 19, there's this story. A man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, 
What good thing must I do to get eternal life? And that's how human beings think. Especially the Orientals or Asians. What should I do in order to get eternal life? You know how Jesus replied? Because this person asked me what he should do. Okay, so I will tell you what you should do and see if you can uh, fulfill such requirement. Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus explained portions of the Ten Commandments. If you ask me what you need to do, try fulfilling the Ten Commandments. And you see how this young man replied, All this I have kept, the young man said, What do I still lack? If I have done everything, what else do I need to do? Turned out that this person is really very special. In the Chinese Holy definition, man. the Chinese definition, such kind of a person may be already called a saint. Yet, this man has found no peace in his heart. He seemed to think that he has not done enough. What else do I need to do? And Jesus explained. Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Jesus said, You lack two things. First, sell your possessions, sell everything you have, and help the poor. Second, come follow me. Will this young man be able to do that? He cannot. This young man left Jesus sadly. Evidently clear, even the spirit is willing. He has good intention, but the flesh is weak. This person may think that he has done good enough, but in reality, it's not. When he see himself comparing versus God's standard, he realized the big gap in between. But we thank God. God has allowed Christ to be our righteousness. It's God's wisdom. And now we are justified by faith. Not because of what you have done, but because what Christ has accomplished in our lives. Second, in God's wisdom, Christ is our holiness. The same. In the same way, the concept of holiness is totally different from what you are thinking. Because whenever we come across the word holy, immediately you tend to compare against our moral standard. 
Because one is holy, he might be called a saint. But the Bible, biblical definition of holiness is not like so. We are not saying that holiness is different from moral morality. Though not directly related, but they could be indirectly related. And because uh, the Bible uh, described this in two meanings. Number one, holiness pertains to the status of a sinner after he or she is saved. Holiness means the person is set apart. After you believe in the Lord Jesus, you'll find yourself in a different position. You are now called a believer. A saint. You are now called children of God. In 1 Corinthians 1, verse 2, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people. And yet, the church at Corinth is a church filled with so many problems. When you reach 1 Corinthians chapters 5 to 7, then you'll realize how serious the problems in the church. And yet, Paul called them to be his holy people. Because Believers in that church, their position has changed. They are being set apart from the world. And they are called saints because of their holiness. Allow me to share with you this thing. We all know that when the light passes through a triangular prism, then it will emanate the rainbow color. If you look at this picture, it's similar to our relationship in terms of holiness. If you imagine the triangular prism to be Christ, because God will see us through the lens of Christ. Oh, and you and I will be beautiful if Christ is being seen uh, by God. Why are we beautiful? Because in between God and us, there's Christ. Christ changed our lives. In Numbers uh, 23, 24, another thing was recorded. A very unique thing. When the Israelites were uh, wandering in the wilderness, when the Moab kings called uh, the greedy Balaam to uh, curse the Israelites, the three curses that this greedy prophet proclaimed upon the Israelites were all turned from curses to blessings. And the fourth time, you know that uh, that's not uh, the right one. The second curse that this greedy prophet cursed, something happened. When 
prophet Balaam wanted to put a curse. And uh, the Spirit of God has moved the heart of this prophet. And one very special sentence was mentioned. If you read this particular verse in the book of Numbers, you'll, find, you'll encounter such a description. No misfortune is seen in Jacob, no misery observed in Israel. The Lord their God is with them. The shout of the king is among them. No misfortune, no misery. How can this be possible? Despite of the fact that the Israelites sinned against God time and again, repeatedly they complained against God, they t- tested God. And yet, when this greedy prophet was asked to curse, he Proclaim such sentence that no misfortune is seen, no misery is observed. God caused greedy prophet Balaam to see the Israelites through the lens of Christ Jesus. Dear church, when we stand before Christ, Will you believe that God will view us as spotlessly without sin? There's no blemish and you are blameless. Maybe you yourself will not believe that. You know yourself, you know you have so many issues, you have so many problems. Yes. Yes. But all our issues, all our sins are now on the cross. You and your sins have been crucified with Christ. And that's why Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. No condemnation. No condemnation. Not because you suddenly become a good person. Because in the eyes of God, we have now become righteous and holy. But there's a second definition of holiness. Holiness is the behavior of a believer's renewed life and lifestyle. Yes, Yes, positionally you are now called saint. And yet in your life you need to manifest holiness. Many times we have so many question marks in our hearts. This man who claimed that he is a believer. Why is the life still not in order? Why is this man still as selfish and as arrogant? Is it true that he is a believer or not? There are two possibilities. Number one, first, he is not these people, they are just simply wolves in sheep's clothing inside the church. Their reason for joining a church is not because of belief or religion. 
They're here to take advantage or, or to uh, take advantage of Christians' kindness and their goodness. Dear church, let's pay attention and be careful. Whenever the church would pray, I uh, often remind the church ushers whenever we are in prayers, your eyes should be open. When the ushers ask me why, in some churches, after prayer, they will lose their bags or their cell phones. So I ask the ushers to open their eyes. Some people would come to church for different reasons and for bad motives. Dear Christians, we should never be a people pleaser. We should be strong or courageous enough to decline or refuse and say no. And you should not be afraid that you will be blamed or labeled as a, a kindless or an unloving person. Please remember that. As Christians, we love what God loves and we hate what the Lord hates. And you may ask, can God hate a, per hate God a person? God is love. Because God is love. God There's no hatred in God. No. God can hate. In the book of Revelation, God proclaimed this against the church. He uh, have this comment towards the church in Ephesus. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. We need to be people who love what the Lord loves and hate what God hates. The second possibility is these people, they are called sick. Yes, though they claim to be believers, but they are sick. And that's why they cannot live out a holy life. A healthy Christian would have a healthy Christian values. May I ask you this question? Before you come to know Christ, what kind of value system are you thinking about? Elder Alex has reminded us a while ago what you believe in, what you depend upon. At that time, you may be uh, putting more value and depending on your position, wealth, power. Because these are manifestation of a successful person. In the eyes of God, what do you call a successful man? A person who is wealthy, a person who has position, a person who has knowledge, a person who is wise. And people will say this man is successful. But please remember, dear Christians, it's not that we are are against these things we are not against. All good things are created by God. We are not against. They are not bad. It depends on how we make use of these things. 
Esther 最 queen 嘅时阵 ，When Queen Esther was the queen at that time， 犹太人都仲系战斗战斗嘅面对 ，The Israelites were facing a great、uh, dilemma。只有王后 Esther 有通拯救犹太人 ，Only Queen Esther could save the entire Jewish nation。但是唔敢去 ，And yet he she dare not。莫迪盖特别讲咗一句真出名嘅话 ，Her uncle Mordecai reminded her that。莫迪盖哦，唔是 uncle， 伊是伊卡伊卡信哈。Mordecai reminded her that. 你惊唔知呀？今日你你做王后是为到只今日的机会吗 ？Do you know that the reason why you are queen is because precisely for this reason? 叫做 royal position。At that time, she occupied a noble position。那上帝来护持你，将你放在一个战争问题、贵嘅 position 嘅里面。One day, if God will allow you to occupy a very high and important position， 这个无派啦。It's not bad。但请你记得。But please remember that。好用你嘅 opportunity 为上帝做一个更大嘅工作。Use your God-given opportunity and position to accomplish greater things for Him。等你信主以后。After you become a believer。你对禁止、对官兵、对势力嘅观念有改变未 ？Has your concept towards money, towards position and wealth changed？ 是为你家己，还是为上帝角度咧 ？Do you do these things for yourself or for God's kingdom？ 我哋喺呢边。从三十几年咯。I served here in the Philippines for more than thirty over years。我系你，你不只关系在有钱有势有权嘅人。And I came to know people who really are wealthy, of a great influence and position and power。其中一对夫妇。And one couple。我是真真真真佩服佢。I'm I truly admire them。所以我请佢嚟讲道。So I invited this person to share here in our church。就是当地。Andrew Liu Sheng, God bless you. Andrew Grace Liu Sheng. Many of us know Dr. Andrew and Mrs. Grace Liu Sheng. He did holy bin, the be gang hui lai bin, the be xia hui lai bin, is jin zha wu 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 yin hong lai lai lang. Ah, he's a person with great influence in the Filipino churches, Filipino Chinese churches. 但是伊实在唔是金子嘅奴仆，伊是金子嘅主人。He's a master of his wealth and not a slave of his riches. 伊哋为着上帝国度所奉献嘅只是真真真真问题罪。And for God's kingdom, He has offered His wealth. 救主帮助呢 ？May God help us. 当你信主以后 ，After you become a believer， 你对对朋友、对工人、对工作、对公司嘅观念，是唔是已经有改变呢 ？Has your concept and、uh, attitude towards your company, your co-workers, colleague, even your subordinates or worker changed? 这是你圣洁生活的外口的表现。It's the manifestation of your holiness and life outside. The last, finally, 基督是咱的救赎。Christ is our redemption. 救赎这个 redemption 这个字啊。The word redemption. 原本是将这个萝卜救赎到来，行了这个赎金，获得的自由的意思。Redemption pertains to a slave being redeemed, set free through payment of a ransom. 咱常常讲救恩是免费的，免费 free gift。Oftentimes you、uh, hear such thing that、uh, salvation is free. This is not wrong. It's not wrong. But this is from man's perspective. But such viewpoint is from the human perspective. Because human beings, we need not do anything. Because human beings, we need not do anything. Because we cannot do everything. So this is free gift. This is why we need to receive salvation as a free gift. I can do nothing. As human beings, we cannot do anything. You know, 
If you look at this from the spiritual viewpoint, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before you become a believer, we are considered spiritually dead. In the church, we do not welcome the spiritually dead people whenever we extend. But do you know in reality it's like that? If you read the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Because in the eyes of God, those who do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are considered spiritually dead. Chairman, may I ask, what can a dead person accomplish? Have you ever seen a dead person inside a casket or coffin rising up to do something? In the redemptive work of Christ, we can do nothing. We cannot do anything. Because we are considered spiritually dead. However, if you look at it from God's viewpoint, it's not without cost. God has to pay tremendously great price in order to redeem us. For the wages of sin is death. But God loved us, sending us His one and only Son, that no one will perish but receive eternal life. If you read 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, you were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. 1 Corinthians 7, 23, you were bought at a price do not become slaves of human beings on two different occasions Apostle Paul reminded us we are purchased with an expensive price it's not free Jesus said, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And this great price is our Lord Jesus Christ himself. He became a ransom for our sins. Just imagine that. Uh, in the previous agricultural times, oh, in the uh, previous times and slavery market, a slave is presented and somebody bided for this slave. Uh, Satan first uh, bided for the slave's price. I will purchase this slave by offering this slave wealth, fame, power, and emotions to buy this person. Then another person uh, arose and uh, bided. Jesus Christ bided for this slave. I will counterbid by offering this man life. My own blood will redeem him and so that he will belong to me. And now this slave is asked to make a choice. Which bidder 
Would he be willing to serve? If this slave would serve Satan, maybe, 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 in his life he shall enjoy uh, uh, emotional uh, satisfaction, he might receive fame or wealth. But upon your death, your soul will belong to the evil one. Or if you are sold to this other person, he will neither give you anything, yet he is willing to give you his life. Someday, you shall be with your master in the paradise forever. Would you prefer the joy and satisfaction of this world or the eternal joy and salvation. And this is your choice. The choice is ours. May the Lord help us. Our Lord Jesus is our salvation. And yet, let me remind you something very important. This ransom is offered for whom? Sometimes you may tend to think that the ransom or this uh, is offered to the evil one. Because we were snatched from the hands of Satan. No, 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 no. Because Satan does not have the authority to receive our ransom. The reason why we sin is not sinning against Satan. We sinned and offended God. That's why this ransom should be paid to God and not to Satan. In 1st John chapter 2 verse 2, is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. What do you mean by atoning sacrifice? Another explanation propitiation. It means that we appease God's wrath. For all have sinned and fall short and offended God. God's one and only Son willingly offered Himself and offered as a sacrifice to us in order to appease God's wrath. to think of this very meaningful thing. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe in the triunion God. Each member of this triunion God receives the same glory and honor. God is also God the Father is also God the Son and is also God the Spirit. When Christ Jesus was crucified, it is also God was crucified. God shed his blood for us on the cross. Something that we find it difficult to understand. Just imagine. If you offended the law, if you broke the law and you are called to the court, the judge would sentence you to a one million penalty. This judge, Look at you and say, It looks like the guilty one looks like me. It turned out that the, the, the offending party is his father. Because the uh, offending part, uh, the, the, the judge is the father. 
when uh, the judge would sentence one million penalty, there's no way that he can uh, escape this penalty. When the guilty ones pleaded no. that I don't have money. No. The law is law. One million is your penalty. Otherwise, you'll be jailed. Then, the guilty one remained silent. Suddenly, the judge uh, uh, descended from his, his court. And pulled out a check and write one million. <laughs> father says, I, I'll give this one million to you. <laughs> then you pay your penalty. On one hand, he's the judge. On the other hand, he's the father. Our God is like that. He is our judge. He condemned our sins because we, are, we offended him. And yet he died for us on the cross. It's not the guilty one who hang on the cross but the the call of the cross is not for wealth for fame for money for position this call is in order for Christ to be our righteousness to be our holiness and to be our redemption please remember that no force no personality in this world can offer you righteousness holiness and redemption no religion on earth can offer you that only the cross can offer you. So Paul and that's the reason why Apostle Paul said, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. May the Lord help us. May Christ be your righteousness, your holiness, and your redemption. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your one and only Son, Christ Jesus, while we are still sinners. Amen, amen. He came to die for our sins and call us out of our darkness into your wonderful light that each one of us can be called your children amen. and receive the free gift of eternal life. Lord, as sinners, we come before you, we appeal and ask for your forgiveness. Time and again, we have grieved you we have offended you. We have done things that are not uh, worthy of your salvation. But by your grace and your love and your mercy, you have redeemed us and you have forgiven us of our sins Amen. that we may stand before you righteous and blameless. May each one of us go out from this service meditating and pondering your word and may your Holy Spirit continue to speak in our heart that Christ is our redemption, our holiness, and our right. righteousness and for this we give you thanks in christ jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. amen.